bathroom. Right, here. right in the middle. Uh, hey, guys. What's going on? You seen that Sky Today talk about auspiciously different color than yesterday. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just uh, the Crusaders talking about high school life. Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from our digital safe house. You are listening to the voice of your host today, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. David, David Barry is once again back in the green because he has got a lot of new plans to take care of at his house, as he talked about in the last episode, as we went on our wrestling tangent in our last episode. But I am joined by the other two amazing castmates and co-hosts of the Capeless Crusaders. First up, the warrior goddess of our podcast. I will take it. This is Amy, a.k.a. Amelia, or you can find me at IJURobot on the varying social media platforms, including, um, what is it, Clubhouse? I'm on Clubhouse now, peoples. You're on Clubhouse? I'm on Clubhouse, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna drop it or like, just like rugby, rugby, I'm going to toss it behind me while I keep running forward to the one, the only... This is Super Manderson coming from the east Ooh. side of Sac County. I don't know what. What are you? Okay, he's doing anyway, a haka. He's doing uh, a haka. The All okay, Blacks. Okay, okay. I made, a, I made a rugby reference. He got me. Yes. Dang. Okay. Get in that okay. scrum. Where's your scrum? Uh, I have no social media, and I don't know what Clubhouse is. <laughs> so Clubhouse, but, it, but I don't want anybody to find me. So I think I'm perfectly okay not being on it. Uh, Clubhouse, I was invited by two people, one being our very own of the Nerd on Nation, Tom, and a former co-worker of ours at the old fruit stand, Mike. Uh, they both invited me into it, and basically uh, all types of people are there, and they form these Clubhouse groups, and they invite people into it. Uh, did we talk about a bonus watch- episode? Huh? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> So we, what? we talked about we talked about it in the bonus episode. Yes, we did. Did we talk about it in the bonus episode? We like, briefly talked know. about it in the bonus episode, yeah. But it's Tom right. brought it up. You're right. You can listen to other people talk, and I found out there's celebrities there. And when you get into an app early, you might have a chance of them noticing you because their numbers are low, like only in the high hundreds of thousands. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just try And it's it. all like it's only right now, you know, by exclusive invite only you have mm-hmm. to know somebody to know somebody to mm-hmm. know somebody so and yeah tom and but mike. you know what yeah tom and mike tom mm-hmm. and mike but that's yes. i don't think that what's what brings us here today right it's no these- no what brings us here today is that we are your number one allegedly podcast for anything comic book related and of course as always this episode is brought to you in part by the nerd on nation powered by patreon the Nerd on Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up for our quality. Up what? Up for our up quality. Our, lights on quality. and up our quality. That's what up it is. Up for quality. As a member of the Nerd on Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping and located at nerdon.io slash Discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Check it out, again, at nerdon.io slash Patreon. I just drag everything like it's it's going through the mud. <laughs> hey, you know, bubbled and stumbled, but still going. 
<laughs> and of course, for anything related to the K Plus Crusaders and Nerd On, you can head on over to thekplusCrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family. And in addition, if you go to the K Plus Crusaders Instagram, you will notice in our bio that we have a new link tree. <gasps> we have a yes. link tree? Nerd Dang, On Nation got us a link tree. Shut you go the to- door. Nope, it is closed. I checked. Um, you go to our Instagram <laughs> at the K plus Crusaders, and right there in our bio is our link tree, sending you to the Nerd on Nation, sending you to our social media, sending you to our latest episodes, and every uh, listening app you can find us on, from Spotify to Apple to iHeartRadio to Google Podcasts. We on fire, yo! Holla, holla, shot, holla. That we is have a new. tree. We, we have first. We have a clubhouse. Then we have a tree. We, yeah. I swear. Do if we get a sign that says "No meanies allowed," I think we will be set. Moving on up, moving on up to the east. To the east. I mean, we could also get a sign that says "No kryptonite." So Ooh, you call. know, Superman yeah. or Son would really appreciate that. Good call. <laughs> I'd be able to come out of quarantine if you got that. Very. <laughs> we're working on it. We're, we're working, working on, on it. Right now. Working on that. Now, what brings us today? to this episode is that there are some special uh, anniversaries going on. We have a few characters in the comic <gasps> book universe really? that are hitting no. the big eight zero. Hey. A, a few uh, caped or uncaped Avengers. In fact, actually, I think the ones we talk about today They're not don't, even Avengers. don't wear capes. I meant Avengers is like broad term, not the Marvel oh. term. That's my fault, though, because I know I saying that. Yeah. So be like, they're talking about Avengers today. I didn't mean that. Uh, caped I got to I got to keep you I got to keep you in check. Keep me in check on that. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll be talking about four, specifically four uh heroic beings that turn 80 in the year 2021. Or they might be older than that. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but before we get there, we have to do what we always do. Well, we we 90, we're not drinking. Wait. 99% of the time we do this. <gasps> Super and Anderson's drinking. I need drinking. to be drinking. I, I, I only got H2O with me right now. Do we, oh. yeah, we don't serve water at this bar. Oh, no. H2O. <laughs> it's time to go around the horn. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you guys hear that Bo and Luke Duke, um, they, they're now um, real estate managers? Do you know oh, Please don't send good, them my way. I work with people. Them. No. Yeah, yeah they're, they're no. in real estate now. Yeah. I don't, that's total they, bullshit. They I have okay? no idea if that's true. <laughs> Anyways, we are now going to go around the horn, and that is when we sit around in the, uh, around the, uh, wow, fumbled, fumbled. Okay. Take two. Around the horn is where we sit together around a circular table, but right now it's no longer circular. We haven't had a circular table in years. I'm from the rectangle. You had a lazy Susan. Of a lazy Susan. And we discussed. <laughs> We I remember just... the Lazy Susan episodes. <laughs> I saw, I seen it with my eyes. She seen it. I seen it. It's the thing where we sit and we talk about the things we've been reading and yada, yada, blah, blah. That's around the horn. So, first off, uh, Miss Amelia. Yo, yo. Do you have something to add to Around the Horn? Um, Toot, toot. I did my taxes, so I've been reading tax code. Mm, um, written by Josh Adulton. Williamson. No, Tom what? King. Did Tom, Tom King write that? Tom King, Tom King with a little uh, Marguerite Scott, Ooh. like sprinkled in there. Mm. You know, I'm doing some of that good, good tax code reading. Hey, <laughs> thank you, government. Um, so, no, in all honesty, of course, I have been reading and keeping up 
with, uh, how, I don't know how many times I can say it because it's literally like, Amy's Weekly, she's reading <gasps> Laura Olympus. Uh, oh. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. No, no, from a mile away. What? Girl keeps talking about stinking webtoons where, you know, like we have the great, and I can never pronounce his name, but Stefan Sedgwick said, yeah. I miss Doc. Yeah. Doc knows exactly. <laughs> Superman or son, son is like, yeah, I seen his art. I seen it with my eyes. I, I feel like we need a webtoons jingle that when you bring it up, we just sing it. Webtoons. <laughs> She's at it again. Webtoons. <laughs> Won't shut up. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, because his wife actually creates an, one called Punderworld that's on there as well. I'm reading a couple other ones from, um, I've brought up, um, I almost said Stargirl, which is a book, and that's not correct. Mm. Um, there's another one where the character's name is Amy, and I can't remember, and it was actually published by Dark Horse. Oh, my gosh. Starboy not... is a song by The Weeknd. Very true. <laughs> we have no sheep for this episode. Um, so, yes, I full-heartedly support Webtoons giving the opportunities to small, independent comic book creators, your art and your content is getting out there people can support you for a minimum of five coins a free at burn early episode either way so i was doing that and then i totally forgot because i've had it sitting next to me for quite a bit um this one which is my offsprings is called uh dungeon critters mm. and it's by natalie reese and sarah gautier it is hilarious heartwarming and a triumphant fun from the person who wrote the Adventure Zone. Um, so if you can't tell, we are a... Oh, I don't think anybody knows. But Son of Manderson does. Well, Super Manderson, because he's our DM and he likes to murder my people. Um, <laughs> I, I killed like... one character. <laughs> you let you told them to let her die. There, We've never revisited this poor, poor, innocent, floating... No, you're going to bring her back as a zombie. Never mind. I should have done this. Let her die. So... so I like D&D. I actively do play when I have the opportunities. Quarantine has made it so it's more interesting. Um, but the book is actually about a whole bunch of um, actual critter critters that are um, in a fantasy world and they are questing. And I should read it because it's been sitting. It says quest, plots, evil plants, magic and mayhem. Um, so it's animal companions on a wild adventure investigating a sinister botanical conspiracy among the furry nobility, as they risk their lives traveling through haunted dungeon swamps, high society balls, they will also come closer together as friends. Aww. So I should probably read this because it's sitting next to my bed. But other than that, tax code. I adulted. <laughs> um, Super Manderson, <laughs> please, please pull this out because, homie, I ain't, I ain't got none. <laughs> All right. Two words. Future state. Ooh, how is that? I have, I have like heard and I have not seen it. I have en- enjoyed, for the most part, everything that I've read. And every now and again, I start into a book. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I remind myself, these are possible futures, not the future. It's like they keep setting up, like, the multiverse is broke again. So here's things that could possibly happen. It's like, cool, we broke the multiverse. Broken but again. it's it's really well written. And what I what I have enjoyed about all the different titles, and I've I think I got all but like three of them in my box down at empires uh, is that you get writers writing different characters than they, than their normal run. So um, Mariko, uh, I can't remember her last name. She's writing Wonder Woman currently. Mariko? 
She's Marika re- Tam- Tamaki, who yes. wrote X-23 and yes. She-Hulk. And it for really awesome, super great lady that was down yes. over when, you know, there was Creative Women's Minicon at Empire's Comics Vault, located at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet. That's the one. So she she's currently writing writing Wonder Woman, but she is writing the, um, I think the next Batman for Future State or Dark Detective. I can't remember right now. I should have written that down. But so like you get to see these these authors that you writers that you like to read writing completely different characters, um, and it's been a ton of fun. And they've done unexpected things. So if you haven't picked up any Future State. Um, go grab your favorite character or, I mean, some of them are like Superman's not, not Clark Kent. It's Jonathan Kent. So some of them aren't even the same character. It's just mm. the title of that they have is the same. So pick them up. They're worth, they're worth the read. Um, and a lot of them are, uh, extra big books and then contain multiple stories on different characters that relate. So like dark detective and the next Batman include stories for red hood and um, I think there's like a Harley Quinn tie-in somewhere in there. Like, so it's just different characters and aspects of what's going on. But it, it's all like, as you read it, you're like, oh, it's different stories, but it's all actually the same story, just different characters' perspective. Mm. So it's, nice. it's pretty good. Nice. What about, what about you? I should do that. You should, yeah, they're great. Steve, what are you reading? Uh, so I, this morning, saw a movie based off a comic book, an animated film. That my boys and I came across by accident, um, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh! Um, and we were all about that this morning, nerding out because I'm like, Batman fights Shredder. Oh, whoa! Shredder and Ra's al Ghul are teamed up. Oh, what? Huh? It was fantastic. Um, so I didn't read where, the comic, but I saw the movie. Where can uh, we find this movie? It was playing on Nicktoons, actually. Oh. Yeah, Nicktoons had it. Huh. Their first. I didn't realize this till after their first PG thirteen animated movie. I'm like, oh, okay. Nick, well, it's Nick Toons and yeah. Nickelodeon. Really good. Uh, the guy voicing Batman and Joker, I think his name is Tony Baker. Spot on, like very close to being Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Like he did a really good job. Like I had to stop for a second. And be, did Conroy do this movie? And I looked it up. His name is Tony Baker. I think the guy does a like near is a near replica of Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill's voice acting. So if you watch that, just be warned. It's not Conroy or Mark Hamill, but the guy sounds really close to both of them. So. I like it. It's also the first time the same one person has voiced both Batman and Joker in an animated film. Oh, dang. That's interesting. Yeah. And reading wise, I am reading, uh, this little story, um, with uh, Percival with large and print, huh? Artemis. So I didn't want the hardcover, and Amazon only offered the large print one, which, yeah, no problem. So I'm reading Ready Player Two. Ready Player Two nice. by Mr. Ernest Klein. I read the first chapter. Uh, well, actually, the prologue. Oh, Jenny, does she got your number? Yep, yep, yep. Seven plays a part in the plays a part in the book, Manderson. Anyway, literally yeah, in yeah. the in the opening. So, in the opening. Did you only get that far because you started reading and then you? It was in the morning. No, 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 no. It was in the morning. You fell asleep. So oh, okay. I read three books I assume, at once. 
I assumed yeah. you get the big print because you are the the old crusader. Yes, I'm the old crusader. And you it does make say it easier. I'm the eldest crusader and not the old the crusader. The eldest, the elder millennial. That's what Ooh, I mean. The elder the elder and crusader actually I, makes you sound like this is like the Templar Knights. Ooh. I did get you a a cardigan for Christmas. I just haven't been able to give it to you yet because well, Great. <laughs> It'll join my ten <laughs> others. I love a good cardigan. I ain't gonna deny. And well, kind of spalls you for your walker. <laughs> hey, now you've gone too far. It's Kane. It's John Hammond Kane from Jurassic Park. Um, so yeah, saw Batman versus Ninja Turtles and reading Ready Player Two by Ernest Cline. That is what I'm reading around the horn or and watching. And that's what we're all reading around the horn. Please feel free to go and check out comics wherever you like them, your local comic book store or whichever comic book app you use, preferably the one we use. Um Comicsology. There you go. Thank we you. use Comicsology. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, do love Empire's Comics in Sacramento. Yep, because our crazy Uncle Ben still keeps them pugs, and the them pugs are going, and that hot sauce are flowing. <laughs> so, I mean, where else are you going to still find community that is as bonkers as this this pandemic? This is true. This is true. And now that we've told you what we we're reading around the horn, it's mm-hmm. time to keep you updated. What's going on in the comic and pop culture universe? So that means it's time for the news. Hi there, I'm Anthony Steves, and I do wish I was Jake Tapper. Still? <laughs> Still. Okay, guy's awesome. Didn't Tom come out on Twitter about, about that, or somebody else did? Jake Tapper's There's awesome. There's somebody that retweeted Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper's awesome. Can't remember awesome. what they were yelling about. We love you just the way you are. Awesome. Okay. We love you just the way you are. So yes, those of you who've been listening do know that about two episodes ago, we had our special TCC News Network, where we talked about only news going on in the pop culture world. It but made uh, Corey very excited. It was fun. It did. It made Corey very excited. But there's always news going on, and we have at least two news stories to tell you about right now in the world of comic books and pop culture. Uh, at the time of this recording, the day before was Valentine's Day. So, love, 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 love to all of you. Uh, and also, massacres everywhere. And also the beautiful massacre by the Hawaiian people on Captain Cook. So, well done, Hawaii. Um, that was in 1779? Did I get the right year right? I think it was 79. I think so. <laughs> Stupid Cook. Um, anyway, but more importantly, on the morning of Valentine's Day, Sunday, February 14th, a certain trailer was released. The final somebody broke our heart. Somebody, <laughs> the final trailer to Zack Snyder's Justice League was released on Sunday morning to the masses. Um, it was probably I think like like seven eight o'clock Pacific time our time when it uh, when it was up. I saw it in the Twitter sphere. I watched it on YouTube. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was excited by it. It's very excited. It's an the way entirely it was different looking movie. Exactly. Like yeah. if we're, I I was like, holy smoke bombs, Batman. It seems heavier. Like, it seems it a lot heavier. We get a great, fantastic, if you haven't seen the trailer, please make sure you go do it at the time of this recording so you can go, dang, is that Darkseid? That heck it looks like Darkseid. Shoot, <laughs> what is this? Oh my gosh, the Amazonians are wearing more clothes and they're still badasses? <laughs> yes, it is all happening. We want to talk We want to talk about our beautiful Kal-El and uh, so... Uh. It, mm. From the opening, that the just black, again reminding us the sacrifice. Suit. That made. black suit. Oh, that black suit looks slick. Yeah. Ooh. 
It looks gorgeous. And and the angry Superman raging face that he's uh, expressing there toward the end of the trailer. Just anger-filled, yeah. laser eyes shooting, black suit flowing. Even Batman's like, that's a nice black suit. That's nice. <laughs> that's a nice suit. I like um, that suit. First thoughts? First thoughts seeing the trailer? Superman Anderson. I mean, just that black suit. Right? <laughs> that's That's like... I wouldn't say that's all I wanted from the Justice League movie, but it was high on the priority list. And oh, yeah. while I I enjoyed the Justice League movie for what it was in 2017, this looks like it's going to be what we should have gotten with... Like, Darkseid got plugged in, in BVS, and then it was just like, yeah. you got... You got one for Darkseid from Steppenwolf in that mm-hmm. movie. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, so Darkseid does exist. Cool, but... thanks. <laughs> so I'm I'm really, this is me hyped. I'm really hyped. So the, the, this, this seems more in line to what Snyder was giving us with Man of Steel and the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman. And yeah. so this feels more in line with all of that. And how about that? Jared Leto Joker at the end, the which which if I'm guess, I'm guessing we're seeing more of Batman's dream, mm-hmm. and therefore we have a Joker who looks like he's just survived a, a, an apocalypse because his hair is longer and makeup's all messed up and uh what could be Batman using Joker or, or a brief moment where they're teamed up? Who knows? Many questions asked. When Batman is smiling like that, looking at Joker, you know Batman has a plan. Um, but yeah, that was exciting. Uh, I'm ready for Snyder Cut. I've been, like many of us, been waiting now. It's This is going to be four years we've waited for Snyder Cut. Uh, Warner Brothers. And, and a pandemic. And a pandemic. And a pandemic. Uh, the studio giving him uh, his do-over, which uh, it, being the exception, it's something that was not was deserving. Uh, and seeing corporations uh, kind of um, take back mistakes they made, which I'll bring up as our last news story. But before we get that... Speaking of, along with the Snyder Cut and Justice League, we've got the guy who kind of, you know, tainted Justice League. Ew. We don't want to talk about taints. Yeah, let's, great let's, word let's usage. Avoid the, let's avoid, avoid all the taints. Well, it I makes sense because it's near because what we think of this guy. Yes, because we're bringing, bringing up the fact. Is this your ham-fisted you? Ham-fisted you because yeah. next to the taint put, is Put on your, your plastic gloves. Snap those gloves, homies, because we're about to go straight up deep. This is your prostate exam, fellas. We're here, to remind about- you, we're here to remind you that Josh Whedon is still an asshole. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, for the past few years, Ray Fisher, uh, who plays Cyborg in the Justice League. Who's has been, great. Who's, who's an amazing cy- cyborg. Like, just wonderful. Mm-hmm. He has been telling us about the shitstorm that uh, Josh Whedon is and how much of an asshole and creep he is behind behind the scenes. Um, and we received more news regarding that when Miss Charisma Carpenter, who we know from uh, Angel fame, uh, she came out on Twitter. I think it was two pages she wrote of she her wrote experience. She wrote a lot of her experience working with Joss on the set of it was Buffy and Angel, wasn't it? It was both. Mm-hmm. Yes, on Buffy and, and Angel. how she got pregnant. She got pregnant. He was mm-hmm. super upset that he was not only intimidating, that he was verbally abusive. Yep. That everybody was in everybody, and it wasn't just her, but she experienced and saw many moments where you had to subject yourself to this abuse, or you were you were being canned. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so look out. I don't care how big the nerd your nerd boyfriend is. Mm-hmm. If he's a dick, yep. it's he's in his He's not even nice enough to be a dick. Oh, my God. He's literally a taint. Everyone has those moments where you have a asshole moment or a dick moment. That's one thing. But Whedon has showed us that he's been an asshole his entire life as a director. Um, And I know, you know, you can – to be an example here for you, Kevin Spacey was the top five actors that I adored. I still have his masterclass that I was gifted for free for a lifetime membership of acting. Love Kevin Spacey. I will still watch Kevin Spacey movies from the past, but I'm sorry that he's no longer someone I revere. I will revere his past work. I will revere the things he said about what it takes to be an actor. Sure. But the man as a human being, I no longer think of him or go to look up anything he does outside of the movie industry. I no longer care for him. And Josh Whedon is responsible for sir, for some great projects in the past. Of course, Buffy, Angel, The Avengers, Firefly, Avengers Age of Ultron. He has a great body of work that he's done. You can still enjoy those movies. You can still enjoy those works and still look at the man and say, this guy's a creep. This guy is a piece of shit who treated his staff and his actors and his talent like shit, uh, especially the women. When... When Michelle Trackenberger isn't allowed to be or he's not allowed to be around her alone, that says something about the character of one Josh Whedon. Um, so it's kind of nice to see uh, the, the bonus part of Zack Snyder getting his Snyder cut of Justice League is that now he can erase the shit that was Josh Whedon being a part of DC's extended universe and going with Snyder's full thing. So. Uh, Manderson, if you have anything you'd like to say about the shitstorm that is Joss Whedon. <laughs> I think you've said everything that I can think and and more – I mean it's me more intensely. So, you know. Yeah, I kind of took out that segment. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I mean – Terrible. He's, he's, I can't even call him an asshole because that's too nice. Like there's likable assholes. He's not one. Yeah. There's there's no, likable no. assholes. There's yeah. likable dicks. This is a, he's uh-huh. a taint. Yeah, Ari Gold. Ari Gold, likable asshole. He's not, not just weird. He's he's the person that makes it hard to believe in the good in people. Mm-hmm. I still believe in the good, but he can go go yeah. off a take a long walk off a short pier, as my grandmother would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Josh, thanks uh, for the work you've done. But now you can go to hell. Okay, yeah. thanks a lot, pal. Thanks for okay, coming bye. by. Bye. Um, Thank you. Bye bye uh, now. Bye bye now. Bye now. Thank you. Bye bye. Final thing in our news segment, really quick, uh, Dave Chappelle got his rights to his show back. Yay! Uh, and this goes along with what happened with Zack Snyder and Justice League. Uh, corporations who now are under new ownership, in some cases, some of them, trying to do the right thing. And what happened here was Chappelle was not allowed to have his show. CBS Viacom had the rights to it. He wasn't getting paid for it, the money he deserved. So he asked his fans to no longer watch the Chappelle show until it's back under his name. And Netflix, who is Chappelle's new boss, they said, you know what? We're with you. They took Chappelle's show off of Netflix and waited until the show is back under his name. Well, credit to the new owners of CBS and Viacom. They're not the same owners that existed back during the time that Chappelle's show was on. And they're like, you know what? We want to make this right. So they paid him what he was owed. And Chappelle now has the rights to his show, The Chappelle Show, uh, and the residuals that he was uh, deserving of. And now The Chappelle Show is available for you now on Netflix, where you can watch as often as you'd like. 
So, happy ending yeah, yeah. for Dave Chappelle as someone who adored his show back in the day and still enjoys his stand-up to this day. Uh, he's still one of those uh, – his stand-up show has become more of a, like, discussion than stand-up. It's like a discussion with funny moments now. And I'm here for it because I think Dave Chappelle is a comedic genius. and I'm happy for him. Good. So that is the good news in our news segment. The, the final – the good news, shitty news, good news segments there it's, for it's us. Sandwiches. It's yeah. sandwiches. 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 And long division. And long So much division. long division. <laughs> I'm making all those terrible jokes about that song. But yeah, hopefully everybody's getting caught up with WandaVision, a.k.a. Long Division, because the last three episodes of this mm-hmm. limited series running currently on Disney Plus is going to be in our, our yes. episode. So you don't yes. have to wait. It oh. will be begins. And needless so to good. say, there's so much stuff that's going on. I would like to bring up all of it, considering I have people behind me mm-hmm. of the family that mm-hmm. is awesome. But we weren't talking about that today because we got some older people, mm-hmm. I guess, older yeah. older yeah. heroines and heroes of yesteryear that have created some ruckus with their birthdays, <laughs> their anniversaries. Yes. They're and all around shenanigans. She's not talking about the Azorian one either. Not me. I'm not 80 yet, you son <laughs> um. of a Manderson. Son yes. of a Manderson. I on- just left beer under my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. On to our main topic. By the way, we will have a WandaVision wrap-up show sometime in the future. Just yes, so we know please. that's going to happen. Once they're done I with have all the episodes. so many thoughts. I want to talk all about them. I wanted to talk about all my theories. We will do that. So far, my theories that I've given to other people have been proven correct. Mm-hmm. My other theories are continuing to move forward. Mm-hmm. We will talk about it. Once they wrap it up, we will have our WandaVision episode. Promise you. But now nobody will know that I was right from the beginning. Oh, oh, ego. <laughs> so, as Amy was seguing, uh, we are celebrating the heroes that hit the big eight zero in the year of 2021. And Happy because there's so many, you. right? <laughs> Say it's your birthday. We have rights to sing Beatles? We have the rights now, right? Yeah, yeah. Co- just, Steve we- Jobs got the rights, so we all have the rights now. Okay. We're that big, so we're You're good. from the stand. Yes. <laughs> so All from the stand. Because there's quite a large number of heroes who turn 80 this year. Manderson did the research. We're going to cover four of them today. and AKA our favorites. We can handle it. Exactly. And uh, the rest will sprinkle in episodes later on during the year. Uh, but first, we thought we'd hit uh, four characters. It's kind of three with one being connected to the uh, first one we'll talk about. And that first one, of course, is... The man who is a good man, who doesn't like bullies, no matter what uniform they're wearing. Ba, ba, ba. Mm-hmm. We're talking about ba, ba, Mr. Ba, ba. Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. That theme. Is so Such a good theme. Such a good theme. Captain America hits 80 this year. The man who you think of right away the second you see Chris Evans smile. On your um, left. On your left, good old Cap. Um, I mean, it's tough because the, I know the guy who loves Cap isn't here with us today. Uh, but we all support the great American soldier. Um, so uh, initial thoughts when it comes to talking about Captain America. Uh, Amy. Um, of course, Captain America was created by Joe Simon and Jack the King 
Kirby for um, his first appearance in Captain America Captain America Comics number one. I believe it was like March of forty one, um, and so he he was he was Marvel before Marvel. So let's have a we could have a conversation all on that. Um, but yeah, he was specifically designed for World War Two, and he was fantastically popular of course during wartime um which he had his book was con- discontinued originally in the 1950s came back for a revival in like like three years later i think and then he got revived in 64 when marvel comics came back proper um but when we talk about captain america we talk about superman is truth justice in the american way and captain america is i think the the reminder that Anyone can be a superhero. Uh, I mean, if you also want to submit yourself to, you know, government experimentation, we we, ha- we got some conversation to talk about that. <laughs> but um, he is the. If I could pull a helicopter out of the sky, yes, please. Yeah, you're that's the stretch. Both, both. Yeah, <laughs> Steve's is like my arms. And remember, you got It's the switch. It's the repositioning mm-hmm. of, of the hand that he has time. To do that, mm-hmm. yeah, You're, they're both doing it. I uh, wish everyone could see this. <laughs> every this theater went batshit crazy when that scene happened. Man or woman, they all screamed. Yeah. Well, it was, it was he was he's stunning, and I don't think that there has been any other person to play Steve Rogers as as with as much honor, humility, and integrity as Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think of Captain America, I always think of Peggy. But you know, I can appreciate a good a good Steven. Oh yeah, a good Steven. I mean, she did. Didn't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, what you feeling on the uh, the leader of the Avengers? Uh, he like y- y'all know that I'm like a Superman fan first and foremost, but there are definitely moments where I'm reading cap or watching a cat movie. I'm like, dude, this guy, he's the hero. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not about the strength or the ability. It's about who he is and who he, who he stays. Um, Some of my favorite captain America stories are the ones where, it seems like he's he's down and out for multiple issues in a row, and he could easily just like, well, I'm just going to give up my core values so that I can win this. But he doesn't. He stays true to who he is, and he's I mean he's been that way for 80 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Marvel and every writer who has taken him on has taken great care to make sure that that doesn't change. Uh, regardless of what kind of story they're telling and um, who he's up against, it's always like you know who Steve Rogers is and what to expect. And not in a bad way. It's always like, yeah, he's going to win. He's Captain Freaking America, and he's going to win because he's Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like like Amy was saying, I mean, who would have thought beforehand that, you know, the guy who was known for being in not another teen movie and um, uh, Johnny Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, which is Johnny Storm. Again, I still don't know how I feel about being compared to his character in Scott Pilgrim, but whatever. Um, it's 
I mean, he had all of those <laughs> nice. great stunt doubles to do his to do his his work. Like he was. It's so funny to look back at his filmography prior to to Chris Evans being Captain America, Steve Rogers, because not that it's expected, but it's such a great turn. Mm-hmm. Like if you were writing the story of somebody's life, this is literally he is iconic. I don't think there's ever going to be a child who looks at a comic book, especially considering once he took on the mantle. Oh, yeah. Every comic book suddenly was more, more chiseled. It was mm-hmm. more of his face and versus, you know, not another teen movie. <laughs> that, that entrance. That entrance <laughs> male. Whipped cream bikini. Um, I don't read, I don't read a Captain America book without hearing Chris Evans talking. I mean, and now granted, yeah. I do attach the movies I've seen to every comic book I read, but you know, it, it's, he, he is Cap. He became Cap. And the, like Manishman was saying, how true Captain America is to being the symbol of the country. He's He doesn't work for the government. He doesn't work for what the ideologies are. It's the spirit of what this country is. And, you know, like, uh, I forgot the doctor's name, but the, the Stanley Tucci, the doctor Stanley Tucci played. Uh, he the, is, um, he's Dr. Erkskin. Erks, I, I, he's. It's something easy. Something like that. But about the whole, it's... Erskine. Erskine. Yes! I pronounced it improperly. (laughs) About being the good man. About being the good man inside. And you you see it in the comics. You see it in the movie. Such an important character. Um, DC has Superman as their leader of what is right. And Cap is always going to be that for Marvel. Um and especially now after the movies, after the MCU, I think even more so. Um, and going along with him on that is his close friend, his buddy, who eventually at one point became his enemy, Bucky Barnes, uh, who is also celebrating 80 years this year. And there's kind of the opposite there you have with Bucky and Cap, where Bucky at first is you know, trying to be like Cap, trying to be just like him. Uh, depending if it's the comics you're reading or if it's the movie you're watching. And then, you know, we uh, we lose Bucky. We think Bucky's gone. And just how the contortion there with the Bucky Barnes character becoming the Winter Soldier and how personal that story alone is between those two, um, which showed so beautifully in the movie, Winter Soldier. Um, but yeah, Bucky Barnes, another one who the more questioned and flawed soldier who is trying to get back his past. Um, Bucky Barnes, anyone? They're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite mm-hmm. comics? <laughs> Go, Amy. Yes. Okay. Um, so first one that always comes to mind, just for giggles, it was limited. Um, it actually was called 1872, which this popped out kind of randomly during Secret Wars. But, of course, it takes time. It's it's a Western, essentially. <laughs> it's the Avengers go Western. And not like hokey Western. It's like legitimate Western. And, of course, Sheriff Steve Rogers yeah. um, is taking on Mayor Fisk. <laughs> and um, it ends up, Tony Stark is like the 
town blacksmith slash drunk. Um, you've got accurate. Yep. You've got um, there is a Native American called Red Wolf who's actually in there as well. Widow Barnes is Black Widow. Ah. Um, she's a she's an actual widow. Quank quank. Um, <laughs> The, the town doc is Doc Banner. And then Carol Danvers happens to be there, too. Um, and so it's it's a great story. It's really fun. It's um, kind of not a version of a what if. It turns out really great. Um, it's just like it's more of an Avenger story than a Captain America story. And then, of course, if um, we're going with that, we can always bring up for the giggles of making everyone super, super angry. Secret Empire. Yes. So, because everybody, I have no shame. I know people that work for very predominant um, organizations in in Christian radio that read the first issue of Secret Empire, stood up in the middle of their bullpen, threw it on the floor and said, (laughs) this is trash. I don't, this is not my Captain America stomped on it and they were like well i just paid for that comic book so i need to pick it back up <laughs> <laughs> that last just, panel they got to that last panel of him looking at there were saying, children crying i remember Hydra. i remember so many people because it, i was at this time before before the times mm-hmm. i was actively working at a comic book store and there were parents <laughs> who were calling and livid angry <laughs> because their their child who had started following captain america now was seeing a turned hydra captain america the it, it, they couldn't separate or distinguish <laughs> the two they had no space to explain it was the hottest mess mm-hmm. the story mind you if you get a chance to read secret empire it actually is a really good story great story and you come to find out some other things that the Captain America that you're seeing in the end of issue one might not be your Steven Rogers. Mm-hmm. That's okay, people. You can do this. Let the story develop. Let, the, Let story the story develop. develop. Yeah. So now you can read it because it's all available for you. Secret Empire was do. so good. Secret Empire, which like, oh my goodness. And then, and then, um, and it doesn't really have him in it, but there's a what if story for Peggy. Mm. Peggy Carter has an entire run. For what if where um, where Steve actually, I think he dies before he gets the serum. And so she takes it up. But instead of Bucky, it's Becky Barnes. Ah. So it's Captain Peggy and Becky Barnes. Um, but she still picks the flag and the shield to go with, um, to like remember Steve. So, so kind of like the Spider-Gwen treatment. A little in, bit. In, in a way. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to end up seeing because... Tying this back into Disney Plus, Marvel Studios always has Peggy suited up for the What If series, so nice. they're taking on more, a little bit more of that concept to uh, to see. But in that What If story, I have been told a wink, a wink, a wink that Miss Peggy Carter is taking up the mantle as Captain Britain. Oh, of course she's British, but uh, Steve Rogers is not dead. He's joining the fight in a suit made by Mister Tony Stark, aka becoming the Iron Man. Oh. So yeah, there's there's some somethings. There's some a little off the wall something somethings from Random. me on them. Agent Carter is now back on Disney Plus, isn't it? <laughs> now you gotta go watch it again. I love Agent Carter. Um Manderson, any favorite uh, cap comics for you? Um the f- Yeah, I th- I think the the first Captain America I actually read was Captain America White. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I read that too. That's right. I, I remember that. 
I really enjoyed that. And I remember I was really fresh into comics and it ended its five issues. And I was like, where's the sixth one? I didn't realize it was a limited run. Mm-hmm. I was really upset. I'm still yeah. a little upset, but yeah, it was so that. good. Um, I need to I need to go buy the trade and read it again. It that was, was a good, good. one. Um, I think classic, uh, more maybe more modern classic would be the Winter Soldier story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I appreciate you leaving that for me. Amy. <laughs> I, there were some that I purposely I was like, nope, don't do it, Amy. Like. <laughs> We could There's, bring up the 1602 version, but I'm like, no, keep going, Amy. Just, you, you, you've each named one I was going to mention, but I still have two ready to go that you have. Right. Yet, so that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. Those are those are my top two. The current run is fantastic as well. I would put that up there. I really, it, it has the Winter Soldier feel to it, like the way that the story is told feels like a lot like how the Winter Soldier was told mm. um, when it was written. Gotcha. So, what okay, about you? So, uh, as Amy Manderson had mentioned, I really enjoyed Secret Empire. Uh, Captain America White, I totally forgot that, but I did read that, and that was a fantastic read. And Winter Soldier, of course, is a fantastic book, which we did read for this show. If you go back into, I think it was 2019, we read we read Winter Soldier for the holidays, mm-hmm. or just before the holidays. We read that one. That's a fantastic one. And Captain America Winter Soldier is the first episode of this very podcast, the movie itself. So just some history there for you guys. But since Amy and Manderson named two of the ones I have, I have two others as backup. As backup. Okay. Uh, the first one being Civil War. Um, Civil War by Mark Millar is fantastic because, in my opinion, when you read that story, both sides make incredibly valid points. Uh Cap, of course, is justified in his stance that the Avengers should not be run by a government. It should be their own entity and take, you know, the best uh, hands this is, is our own hands we should be in. And at the same time, I, you could understand Tony Stark's point of view where these mute, where these innocent kids have been killed and one of those mothers spits in his face at the funeral. And there's a heavy weight of guilt that lies on his shoulders uh, because of that. So it's it's understandable. That's why I like, I like that comic so much is because you get Cap's point of view. You get Tony's point of view. I don't know who to cheer for. That's why I took it. And I felt the movie did the same thing for me. Uh, they still made it to where Cap had a point. Tony had a point. And that ending, of course, was like, oh. Well, shit, Cap. What did you just... Anyway, <laughs> the, the, the the twist at the end of the movie um, is a great twist to me because all of a sudden you have a little more weight to why Tony's upset. Um, so the Civil War comic is fantastic. And secondly, um, the recent run by Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, Captain America run. Ta-Nehisi Coates is a fantastic writer. He wrote Black Panther... Uh, you've ever read his book between the world and me that's a fantastic book and his take on cap is fantastic with the facing off against um clones of what's his name american flag face boy is it jack flag Uh, no i'm like john cena (laughs) the guy with like the american flag painted on his face i know but my brain just goes looks like john cena looks like john cena whack job nationalist type anyway it's currently my cover photo on facebook of cap hitting him with a shield 
saying, you don't speak for me. Um, but it was that run with Tanasi Coates. That was a fantastic run. Uh, I didn't get to finish it, but I will be finishing it. But it's beautifully written. Well done. But those Nuke. are my Captain America picks. His name is just Nuke. Nuke. Thank you. Nuke. John Cena. That, yeah, sounds like a douchebag name. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are our favorite Cap comics and moments that we adore of Captain America and his 80th anniversary. We're now going to move on to our second um, uh, second uh, hero. The next two will be from the DC Universe. Our last one is one we've spoken about recently, so that's why we're saving her for last. At least uh, I know now where to, to, <laughs> to gird everyone's loins and scream. <laughs> but before her, someone she's worked with before, um, someone has been Was called- Was it a god? No, not a god. Human Was being. Was it a man? It's a man. Was it a Batman? No, he's not. He's already past 80. Was he a a pointed man? Was he rather sharp? Uh, I think I think if we're, yes, I think if we're thinking of the right, he has a goatee. Uh, he has blonde hair. He had a sidekick that had a drug problem. Yeah, he's been referred yeah. to as the Hood. Uh, we are talking or about or dark green or dark green. We are talking about Mister Oliver Queen, aka the Green Arrow. Um, the the happier billionaire in the DC universe, uh, the more lighthearted billionaire in the DC universe, uh, Oliver the Queen, cheerful one, the a cheerful much one, more cheerful yeah. one, yeah, a little more, a little more easygoing. Uh, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow turns eighty this year, and um, you know that that's the best I can best way I can think of him. He's a more comedic, lighthearted Robin Hood esque. Uh, vigilante as when you compare him to Bruce Wayne over in Gotham. Um, my first introduction to him was, of course, the CW series Arrow. Um, when I saw it, first time I saw the first episode of Arrow, I'm like, okay, so it's like Batman Begins, but someone else. That's the first thing I thought of. And I say this as an Arrow fan. I love Arrow, but that's what it was to me. It was Batman Begins with someone else. And because of that show, I went and started reading the comics. And I started with the re- the rebirth uh, issues of of uh, Arrow, of Green Arrow, where they kind of focus on how he's more has more of a liberal, um, democratic, socialistic approach to things than say Bruce does or other billionaires do. And that was a big, heavy focus they put on that series by Benjamin Percy, who wrote that one. Uh, that is the only. Green Arrow comic I have read, uh, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a fantastic trade, and it makes me want to go read other Green Arrow uh, books. Um, so, there's my that's my in, uh, intel on Mister Oliver Queen. Uh, Amy, yourself. Um. So, I know next to almost nothing about Oliver Queen. I'll be very I'll be very honest on this one. Um, not out of lack of like, eh, it's ting ting. Um, it's just literally the, the way that I know him, um, was not from the CW. I knew about Speedy and his drug habit because that was one of the most talked about controversies in comics. Um, and I know specifically because of his, his wife, not wife, the black canary, like on again, off again, on again, off again. Um, there's a great comic that I've sent to everybody or a picture where it's, they've changed clothes. And so he, you know, Oliver Queen standing there in the fishnets 
the boots and the bodysuit. And he's like, okay, this is ridiculous. And she's like, yeah, I know. Um, so I have more of a, more of a kind of peek in seeing him that way and seeing them as a couple, as a partnership, more than just him alone. Um, so I don't really know as much as I should, which I feel kind of bad. And I know the other time that I've seen him was when he was in uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Mm. Um, mm. Because he does. Older make, Oliver. Yep, because he he just happens to show up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh look, it's Oliver Queen. He's got that he's got that Hulk Hogan yeah, look going, where he's bald up here, but the long hair is back down here. <laughs> exactly. So I wish I knew more about him. Um, but there are I I didn't really get into CW's Arrow because it was, and I keep calling him Dark Green because it was like, oh, I'm Batman, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you, you usually have way more puns than this. I mean, if you watch the Justice League animated series, yeah. like I think that's where yeah, Madison and I are like, we know him from there. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more jovial in that one. I was like, I don't I don't think I'm feeling this. What about you, Mandy? Yeah, I uh I think that Justice League animated series was my first real exposure to him. And yeah, he he had a lot more puns and he um he he I feel like he considered himself the conscience of the Justice League when they were gonna go off and do something's like, Yeah, but what about this? And he would bring that other perspective and call like Batman on his crap mm-hmm. when he was just like, This is the way it is. It's like, nah, it's really not. We're both billionaires. So there's, you know, mm-hmm. um I I thoroughly enjoyed most of Arrow. Um and even though it was like they wanted to do Batman, and this is what they ended up doing instead. As it yeah. felt, sometimes didn't have the right was, to do Batman yet. So let's do Green right. Arrow and add Batman to him. <laughs> and but still enjoyable. Um, yeah. And then I even remember Green Arrow from Smallville. Heck yes, when he showed up, Justin Hartley. Mr. And his little that's thing right, with Justin his, Hartley. With his crossbow. Pre, this is us. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, uh, and he because and he was more. Uh, like the green arrow from justice league in that than he was an arrow um and i remember when they announced arrows coming i'm like oh cool he gets his own spinoff show and then i watched the first episode this is not Sign nope him. not the same Nothing thing like him. so funny though, they, that uh there's a comic-con picture of Stephen amell and justin hartley together so you had both <laughs> green awesome. arrows side by side together <laughs> oh, dear. that's awesome um, so, and I've, I've read some Green Arrow, like, like, uh, Steve's The Rebirth. I started that. Um, and I, anything that he's in, I always enjoy him in it. Uh, I read all of the Injustice comics. Um, and when he is in it, I enjoy it. I mean, he, he dies in it, spoiler alert. Oh. But, uh, I, I enjoy. Sorry, I know it's been like what ten years. <laughs> hey, it's a fresh decade for all of us. Um, but he he's always a good character wherever he is, whether he's the center character or he's supporting the Justice League or he shows up in some other mm-hmm. book. He's like, oh, this is going to be a good addition to this because he's such a great character. Uh, I will say, uh, if they do bring Oliver Queen into the DC extended universe, um, whether it's in Snyder's visions or whoever the future directors will be. Um, if we were to fan cast, I, I think 
Mr. Charlie Hunnam would be a good pick for Oliver Queen. Uh, those of you and where he was Jax on Sons of Anarchy. Um, what was his name in The Gentleman? Uh, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> I haven't watched The Gentleman yet. I need to see that. <gasps> I know. I actually saw it. It's so good. It is filled with actors I love and I haven't seen it yet. I know. I need to see it. Is it, it's, what's, it what's it on? Is it streaming anywhere? I don't think it. I don't know if it, it might be on HBO Max. Sorry, I got distracted because okay. I'm like thinking of Charlie Hunnam with his hair and his demeanor and the chin. It would make sense. It, he's he's got the look of Oliver Queen in the comics. But he the has. Question it. is, can he be as jovial? Well, I mean, that, he, it would give him a one. test because he's. That's he, the real. And Manderson agrees with me. That is the real test. Mm-hmm. You can look. You can look exactly as we need you to, but until you don them tights. He's always cool and joyful, joyful, jovial Jovial. and happy when he's doing interviews. Like he's a funny guy. Uh, I mean, Sons of Anarchy was a very serious show uh, with minimal comedic moments. Um, Yeah, the gentleman. I totally forgot about the gentleman. I need to see that movie. Sorry. Uh, It's on Showtime. Cool. Got it. Um, But Charlie Hunnam, I think, is someone who has the Oliver Queen look. He can grow a goatee. He's got the dirty blonde hair going. Uh, if he can be jovial, put him in that hood, put him in the mask, give him the bow and arrows, have him, you know, poke in front of the bat. I'm cool with it. And he can hide his accent because he did it on Sons of Anarchy. Until he yells. That was the weird thing, though. On Sons of Anarchy, he could hide his accent until he started yelling. When he started yelling, you'd hear words go, up. Ah, the British is coming out. The British is coming out. Yeah, You don't sound like you're from Lodi. No, 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 no. You've also been around Lodi for so long that you have firsthand experience and knowledge. Yeah, no one sounds like they're from Britain. Um, he's also in King Arthur, Legend of the Sword by um, Guy Ritchie. He gets really dirty. There's yeah. also another one where he's an explorer. Yes. The, yes. Like Lost City of Z or something Yes, like that. that's exactly the title, Lost City of Z. Uh, definitely a good actor. Yeah, uh, maybe someone in D.C. can go talk to him. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is a big-time producer now at D.C. Let's, uh, let's, maybe he can go meet him. Black Adam. <clears throat> um See, every episode, every episode gets a rock until plug. Until every we come, episode. until the day he shows up at your door and says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Azorian one, I've been following your podcast. And you're just like, ah! Yep. Uh, Young Rock on NBC Tuesday nights. Um, To our last, uh, and certainly not least, our I last. we were doing four. We, had, we included Bucky in there. Remember? Bucky was oh, a tag along. So we gave Bucky the ride along? Yeah, because it's didn't Cap. I know. We didn't talk about that. We were excited for, you know. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and well, I know he, I am excited. There's for opportunities that. for him to do other things. Yeah, he carried the mantle for a while. Yeah, and, and all that. But I want Sam to carry it in the MCU. So there's that. But neither of them technically picked it up. But I want Sam to do it. I want Sam li- to. Have but we're getting wear cap. I don't want to deal with a wear cap again. Well, I don't know if we're gonna get wear cap. Is it? Are we getting wear cap? I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> we're getting Johnny Storm. That's what's going to be. It's going to be Johnny Storm, like you said. Okay. We're now going to your favorite lady aside from Peggy Carter. We're going to the Amazonian goddess. We're going to Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, who is celebrating her 80th anniversary this year. Yes, technically in October. Technically in October. October of 41. She made her first appearance in All-Star Comics number eight and then she had her first feature in sensational comics number one in 19 january of 42 look at you so go technically look at you go 
Oh, it's Princess Diana of Themyscira. Do we even have an option? I mean. Amy, break down Diana Prince for us. Go. <clears throat> Where's my Goliath? <laughs> if you guys haven't, strap in uh, my fellow humans. Because if you haven't heard me rant enough about, I'm getting the sign for my producer. I should wrap it up now. I'm going to go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this evening. <laughs> and the good news is good night. No, so of course, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, Diana Prince, of course, is my favorite character, even when I play a version of her in D&D and she gets murdered by a (laughs) zombie T-Rex and left to float down a river and die. (coughs) My DM is sitting in this call with me. Um, What a way to go. (laughs) So, of course, she was created by the American psychologist um, Moulton Marston. Um, Dr. Marston, of course, is the inventor of the polygraph test. Congratulations, everyone. Um, And his original design was he wanted to create somebody that would, um, he wanted a new kind of superhero, somebody that would triumph um, without fighting with their fists. But it was all about love. And his wife, Elizabeth's like, fine, whatever, just make her a woman. And he's like, hey, let's go. I could do that. Uh, He could. Um, So it was really kind of, neat she's designed to be the ideal love leader um and he wanted to give girls in the age that she was created of course she was during world war ii um girls didn't even want to be girls like he he points out that as long as the feminine archetype um lacks force strength and power that girls don't want to be those because they're supposed to be tender submissive peace loving it's a it, it it's She's the antithesis of everything of that time that created a female character. It was she was the remedy for female characters that were all, you know, looks and no substance. She has the strength of Superman, but with all the allure and the power of a beautiful, good woman. Um, and so we could talk about Marston. We could talk about if you want to get into BDSM because he talks about it. And that's part of how he explains um, bondage and submissive submission. Show. Well, show. it's part of his thing for Wonder Woman. The only thing that could stop her was being chained or tied up by a man. Like we can go golden age and we'll have that talk. But <laughs> we get to, of course, the modern day version of Wonder Woman. And you see that as one of the Trinity, the big three, she is, as uh, Superman Anderson has mentioned multiple times, the heart of the Justice League. Um, we've got, Batman's brains, we've got Superman's strength and leadership, and it's her heart. They all are leaders in their own right, but she carries such a great weight to her that she makes it freeing to be not only a woman, but a woman in a position of power where she's never showing anybody up. She is right alongside them. She is an equal in all rights. So, of course, as you can tell, I love me some Wonder Woman. We can go into shenanigans and keep talking about it. <laughs> For a long while, but I'm going to pass the uh, the Themyscira torch, the Amazonian way to the Super Manderson, because I know he has an affinity for her as much as I do. Yeah, I, as you said, she's she's the heart, and I think in any any story or issue of anything that she's in, she's always elevating the people around her, uh, and I think that is what good leadership is. Mm -hmm. And so even though like she may never come out and be like, I'm the leader of the justice league, 
she, with like without her there, there would be this huge vacuum, and the Justice League wouldn't be what it is without her. And every person that comes into contact with her, like, believes more in themselves. They're they're better for that interaction, and that's like what that's how that's how people should be. And I, I appreciate so much that they they put that into her her character and every way that they can and, and it never it's never feels forced it's just like, oh yeah that's who wonder woman is mm-hmm. and it gives us a great example of um how a woman can be can be strong and stand up for what's right and at the same time elevate everybody around her and make you want to emulate that character i mean there's nothing more i need to add you two just nailed uh wonder woman um Amy, your this is gonna be a tough one for you. <laughs> your favorite Wonder Woman comic. Um, so if I'm being very honest, I think after Crisis on Infinite Earths, George Perez came out with a wonderful run for Wonder Woman. He was um, consistent, made her strong. It she no longer not that the wearing of the skirt and the girdle was anything other you know than modesty for the time mm-hmm. um but Perez gods gods and mortals i can't remember if it's god and mortal world god and monsters i'm getting them all swapped up because gods and monsters i think is a batman mm. story um so i think it's gods and mortals um it's great it it reevaluates the um sorry if you can hear a vacuum by the way that's my fan on my laptop <laughs> <laughs> she she does such amazing work in there we see the gods, the creation of of Themyscira, of the Amazons, the story in and of itself gives so much support to her as a character. It gives the backstory. I love learning about my characters. And then, of course, um, there is the, I mean, I could bring up your one, but I'm not going to, just in case somebody else wants to tag on that sucker. Um, but I really, I loved that we kept we kept going back and forth on the name the Hecate, the Hecatea. Um, that story that we did when we did our Wonder Woman episode mm-hmm. was and is probably one of my favorite ones for the gravity of it. Um, the balance of duty and care, the responsibility of being a leader and a protector as well as as supporting another woman, understanding your role in a group. Like there's so many, there's so many amazing stories. Gail Simone's done a run with her. Um, Kelly Sudaconic has something forthcoming with her. Um, Mariko Tamaki, who is an amazing writer, as Manderson mentioned at the top of the show, is currently writing for her. There's, um, there's another one that was like, that they did. It was called uh, Wonder Woman, the true Amazon. It was kind of like a collection of stories um that that went on there there's so many there's so many amazing stories and it really only depends on what you're kind of looking for or where you want to be before retcon or whatnot mm-hmm. <laughs> to find something that resonates with you when it comes to wonder woman so yeah i have quite a few i didn't poke at rebirth i have some issues with 52 but there's some 52 that i like like we could do we could we could Manderson, help. Amy, help. Amy, you covered mine, so Manderson. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, Truth and Lies from the beginning of uh, Rebirth 
is on my list. Uh, the I think it's Blood and Guts, the first two mm-hmm. story arcs from New 52. I really love those um, as well. And then Year One from Rebirth is also very good. Um, and uh, I cannot remember. Greg Rucka was writing that. Yeah, Rucka he, did Year One. He did Rebirth. He did Hectia or Hectate, whatever we're calling it. Like he, Rucka gives a, such a good voice. Yeah, he did a good job of like Year One, um, even though it seemed kind of disconnected from the rest of Rebirth because it was like a kind of just a, a retelling of that origin story. Like when you pay attention, it it connects well later and he did such a good job of weaving all of that in um so yeah she's she's got some great stories out there some good writers that have that have hit on that yeah i mean morrison also did that um earth one it was literally called wonder woman earth one yeah and that one was such a good well-contained story in and of itself as well Mm -hmm. like there's there's so much good stuff as dave's as dave's what you got? Uh, you you named my rebirth is the one that I've read. Uh, her re, the rebirth issues. Um, I didn't get all the way through it, but rebirth is the one that I read there, and I've read Justice League issues that involve her in there with the Trinity, uh, the Trinity altogether. So I mean, I've there's not much more I can add to Diana that I've that's already been said or we've said in previous shows. She is the heart of the Trinity. She's the heart of the Justice League, and. Um, yeah, she's just all around fantastic, badass. badass, fantastic warrior goddess queen, amongst many other titles that she has. And happy 80th to her. She looks amazing for 80. She looks fantastic. Looks fantastic. You mean that immortality that was granted to the to the Amazons by amazing. the gods? You need to those get waters. me some of that. Bottle those up and sell it. Themascara, right? Like just right? All up in there. I want to vacation them Themascara for more reasons than just one. Uh, because anyway. your ass would get kicked and they'd be like, you want to ride a horse to Steve's? And they'd be like, I can't, I can't sit. You say me getting my ass kicked like it's a bad thing. Hey, uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in to the 80th anniversary of four of our DC and Marvel heroes, Cap, Bucky, Oliver, and Diana. We wish you all a fantastic 80th birthday. Live it up. Drink like it's your 21st. Probably won't affect... Uh, Three out of four of you because of that, you know, the blood and everything yeah. and the way you consume. Oliver will get drunk. He'll get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I was will. like, of everybody, I'm like, do you think he's the only one that can get drunk? Yeah. Oliver will get drunk. Yeah. He'll, he'll have no problem doing that. Poke Batman. That's a, a hard, more. that's a hard thinking. Like, who get on our next episode of the Cable's Crusader, who could get drunk? <laughs> Which hero like, gets drunk? <laughs> Which hero gets drunk the quickest? Uh, we all vote for Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Like <laughs> then he'll need orange slices. Anyway, um, thank you all for tuning in to this episode, episode 160, uh, the 80th anniversary celebrations for Cap, Bucky, Oliver, and Diana. It's not like friends of ours that we have down the road that we've been <laughs> They've been our friend. Thank you for being a thank friend. Thank you for being As always, for anything you are looking for regarding the Capeless Crusaders and the Nerdon Nation, you please go over to nerdon.tv or thecapelesscrusaders.com. And always, if you are a part of the Nerdon Nation Patreon, go in that Discord. Get in the Discord. Ask us any questions you have, any other comments or statements you want to make regarding these four heroes 
or any other heroes turning 80 this year, throw it in the chat. You can chat with us. You can bring it up with Nerd On. They'll throw in their two cents, and we can have just a jolly good time chatting about these special birthdays for these special heroes. And um, as always, check out our social media. We're on Twitter, the K Plus Ones. We're on Instagram, the K Plus Crusaders, with that new link tree tied in the bio. Eh? Eh? Yes, it's our tree. Mm-hmm. And we it's- are still on Facebook, as many of you have noticed with that great Mingna Wen post that we put up, which is yes. beautiful. Mm. All the air kisses. All the air kisses for Mingna. Uh, uh, not added in that image is the fact that she was also a doctor on ER for quite a few seasons. So mm-hmm. she's a doctor too. Um, as always, I am the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, joined by my cohorts in comic book nerdum. We have the lovely, not you, Manderson, the other one. Oh, he could be lovely. <laughs> Let, let's normalize that. This I, is I feel like I deserve that jab after the old jokes. That he called me terrible. old, Amy. He called me old all episode long. You're only old if you claim it and feel it. I didn't claim it, but he called me old. So he he does not get lovely this episode. Maybe next episode. So next episode. Apparently, he's being demoted to cheeseburger again. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) That's Manderson. Super Manderson. Super Manderson, a.k.a. Deputy Sheriff Cheeseburger Man. (laughs) Uh, we thank you all again for joining us for episode 160. Take care. Be safe. Mask up. Um, if you're in in the South or Midwest, stay warm. We know, of course, by the time you hear this, maybe the freeze is over. We're hoping the freeze is over by the time you hear yeah. this episode. We'll talk to Victor, see what he can do about that. Exactly. We'll talk to Victor Freeze. Batman. Another ice hitch. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> chill. Chill. <laughs> On behalf of the Cape Crusaders and David Barry, who's not with us tonight, good night. Good night. Good night.